Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. We are uh, eight episodes into season four already, which is a lot of fun. Having it's good time. times. Yeah. yeah. We had our first Sunday episode in a while. Since last like regular season, like NHL regular season. Yeah. Or, uh, I think, or, no, or it would have been in like just partway through the playoffs, I think. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We did Something do a like couple that. through there. But yeah, it's been a while. Like. Good, good six months ish. Yeah, so, yeah, it was good to get back to Sundays, as well, and uh, yeah, had some games to talk about on that one. I guess that was the first one where we actually had games to. Well, no, I guess what, no Wednesday we talked about the game that we had just watched, but yeah, yeah, we we had our first loss of the season to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's true, <laughs> and it, uh, it it went as you would expect. I'm sure we harped on the defense and the goalies a lot, and uh, and Nate said just before we uh, went live, or I'll, I'll let the people. I'll let you tell the people what you okay. said. <laughs> My goal, because I feel like every game we could harp on the defense a ton. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to do my best not to because kind of having a bit more of a realization, just kind of like watching past games and that kind of thing. And like just kind of thinking about them that it's not, it's not the player's fault by any means, right? You look at our defense on paper. It's, is it the greatest? No. Should it do a lot better, though? Yes. It is Dallas Eakins' system. Once we have Dallas Eakins out, the defense will sort itself out, I think. Mm-hmm. So or or whoever gonna, runs our defensive systems. Like, yeah, I know a lot so, of teams have like defensive coaches, so I don't actually know what Dallas Eakins... Like, if Dallas Eakins does that, but either way, it's like yeah. a member of Dallas Eakins' coaching staff is the issue. Yeah, so I'm going to hold my thoughts back a little bit more, unless there's like something glaring... I guess, right? But not the not the usual, oh, they, you know, they don't do great at clearing pucks or uh just like how they're structured or that kind of thing. I'm not I'm not gonna talk about that nearly as much because one, uh nobody needs to hear that for well, we did 70 some episodes last year. So nobody yep. hear <laughs> nobody needs to hear that again for another 60 some, we'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh I definitely don't want to be talking about it for another 60 some. Uh so it's a win-win for everybody, I think. So yeah. yeah, unless there's something glaring that like is purely on somebody, I guess that like costs a game or something like that. I'm not. I'm gonna try my best not to talk in depth about it. We'll go. Well, not that I just won't talk about it in depth. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Before we get into these games, though, we uh, we well, you wanted to bring this up last time, and we just like. Totally forgot. Skipped right over. It got right into yeah. games. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we uh, well, if you haven't heard, 
Blink-182 is reunited and touring. Again, Tom's back, everybody. Awesome. Nature's healing. Not that I didn't like Matt Skiba. <laughs> I really enjoyed what Matt yeah. Skiba brought to Blink-182, but just Tom being back, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tom, it is. Tom's just been on my yed for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Blink's back. Super excited about that. And uh, we got tickets to go see it. Yeah, we did. In, so, uh, in Calgary, we're going to be up there. So Yeah. So if you notice the quality of this show drastically get reduced in half. Oh, well, as I was saying, that's how. <laughs> 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 if you're just listening to the audio version you totally didn't get the no. joke if you're watching the visual part of it though you saw that carter dropped off i gotta explain this for the for the people yeah, just yeah. listening so yeah most of uh, our listeners yeah. are are audio so yeah you so gotta explain if, if you do just suddenly notice that the quality of the show drops it's because the budget went to blink 182 tickets yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good uh good california band down there yeah, Girls so. Cal from San Diego, where our goals are, who also started playing this weekend. Which we will had talk about better um, fortunes. in the latter half of the episode. Yeah, had better fortunes than the Ducks. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited for that show, man. Like, it's it's not until June, and I'm like, give it to me now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like over, it's like eight, nine, eight months away-ish. We'll complain about Dallas Eakins another million times before we get to that show. <laughs> the Stanley Cup will be awarded before... Yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Because we have to, <laughs> apparently. Um, the Stanley Cup will, if everything goes according to plan, will be awarded to somebody by then. Yeah. It'll be awarded wild. to the Anaheim Ducks, right? Uh, <laughs> jokes. I got jokes today. Oh, hey, that wasn't well for me, <laughs> No, no, not for the joke, for the for Anaheim winning the cup. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I meant it was my joke. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good joke, but it's just sad that... There's no way <laughs> we're winning the cup nah, this year. No, nah, it's not happening. So, not happening. Yeah. Which is um, like bad to say like four games in, but we all knew that. We all knew that. <laughs> I mean, St. Louis won the cup in 2019 after being in last place in the league. And um, it was that January they were in last place, like early January they were last place. And then like, yeah, it was like end of January. So, so we shouldn't really... We shouldn't say it's not going to happen because evidently it's possible, mm-hmm. but it's extremely unlikely. So all you're saying is that to change the Ducks' misfortune, all we have to do is get rid of Dallas Eakins and have Lucas Dostal be the main guy for us instead. Yes, and two Ducks need to fight in practice. Okay. Now, who are the two ducks that are going to fight in practice? Max Comtois is apparently going to be one of them as he and Adam has Henry. two fights in four games. And Adam Henry, okay. Yeah. Didn't I'm he fight in preseason? This. I'm down for this. Uh, Henrik, I don't remember offhand. I feel like he fought recently, but I could be wrong. Anyways, so. okay, you know what? Yeah, but those Comtois two, yeah. and Henrik fight. We bring Dostal up and Eakins is gone, and that's the Stanley Cup for us. Uh, gladly. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> All we have to do is be in like do it now. excruciating. We're just going to be in excruciating pain for like the next three months. <laughs> and then we'll be good. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Not, fi- not physical. Excruciating mental pain. 
Okay, I can take it. I've done this show now for what three years. We're on the fourth season, so yeah, I I, I can take another three months. Well, another three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say about uh, Blink One Eighty Two. If you guys are going to Blink One Eighty Two, um, let us because know. they're doing a world tour. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. But if you like, if you want to know what are the five best Blink One Eighty Two songs, not even up for debate, Ooh, not even close. Yeah. We uh, did an episode on that way way back i thought i didn't know it was this long ago um it was season two episode 21 so even before oh, our 100th episode okay. so it was way back we did it way back yeah yeah um, i was like oh yeah with this like we got to talk about blink and okay i guess we've already done the songs okay what we need to do actually is we need to rank the albums then yeah we need to well, come back to it and rank the albums we we only did um like a collective top five list because now we've kind of transitioned to like here's my top five here's your top five we only yeah, did fair. five together and then we have a few honorable mentions i'm assuming those are the ones that were underneath unless we did a top eight but that would be kind of weird so <laughs> I feel like it was honorable mentions can you read it off for me i'm just, i just want to i just want to hear it and go okay well, then people are going to go listen to the episode okay leave okay what are <laughs> okay how about this what were the honorable mentions Okay, uh, Bored to Death, The Rock Show, and Damn It, which are which is a pretty good honorable mention list. Oh, okay. What the hell do we have for our top five then that we left Damn It off? Yeah, right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just just take a guess, and I'll tell you how many you got right. And then for the actual list, I'll I'll, I'll tell you after. But all the uh, small things. Let's go listen. I miss okay. you. Okay. Uh, feeling this. Okay. Um, first date maybe. Okay. And oh, it's got to be like another early one. Earlier, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. stay together for the kids, maybe. I don't know. Okay, you got uh three out of five. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm not bad. as disappointed in myself, I guess, or in us, but I am yeah. disappointed that we left that we left <laughs> damn it off as an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I, I I've sent the five to our private chat if you care to take a look, but no, everybody else has to go have a listen if they really oh. want to know what we thought. Okay, at least we got a range there. I'd say. Yeah, which I think is kind of yeah, what we were okay. going for as okay. well. So, yeah, but still not up for debate at all. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> it. I'll, I'll debate with myself. All right. How about how about yeah, that? There so, you go. But there I think you. we should do a uh, top albums. Like, oh, we'll yeah, take yeah. all the albums and rank it. Like, we'll go starting from Dude Ranch, I guess, because yeah. there is like Cheshire Cat and that kind of thing. But it's more like actual albums, I guess. I think Cheshire mm. was maybe a compilation. I could be wrong with that. Yeah, we can do that closer to uh, the off season, or if, if we've or like a bye week or something like that. Not bye week. What's it called? All Star Break. <laughs> I've been paying attention yeah. to football too much. <laughs> bye week. Get well, I guess the here. NHL did. I guess it's kind of bye weeks though. So. Yeah, it's like four yeah. or five days off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll do it in there then. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, that to look forward to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess let's get into the couple Ducks games. Oh, I was like, what San Jose? We didn't play San Jose, but that's who we talked about on the. Uh, <laughs> The Blink-182 episode. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have them like typed up or anything. What? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get into these games against the Rangers and the Do we Devils. have to? Do we, we have do. to? We do. It's I live through them twice it is duty. already. <laughs> Carter so, likes to torture me because I, I, I watch these games and then I watch the, the recaps of them also to refresh myself. Hey, I did the it. same thing. <laughs> We're in the same boat. 
And I'm sure everybody but else is in a similar boat? boat. Because <laughs> I like pain. Kinky. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's uh, talk about the first one that happened. The uh, Ducks versus the Rangers. That was a 6-4 loss to the Rangers, which, I mean, I'm not mad about the four goals against the Rangers. That's that's fine by me. That's great, actually. Four goals against Shesterkin in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't be I'll, mad I'll about that. that. Yeah. It's, it's the six goals and the 40-some shots that we gave up that is the problem yeah. there. So Yeah. But there, I, is, there is lots of good things to come out of that game. But um, I, I don't know what you want to start with here if you want to get some of the nitpicky stuff out of the way and then we can get on the hype train or uh, you, you brought up the shots so I'm going to pull up I, I, oh, I did see it around I think the Ducks are averaging is like 42 43 shots against per game yeah sounds, sounds again right. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in depth on the defense but like that may be a problem just saying mm-hmm. yeah I'd say so, especially considering who we've played, right? It's been Seattle. It's been the Islanders who, yes, this season probably be a little bit more offensive, but are a very defensive team. The Rangers, okay, that makes sense. And the fucking New Jersey Devils. To be fair, they that's had a not phenom- a good time. <laughs> to be fair, that's the New, New Jersey Devils I expected um, at the start of the season when we did our predictions. So that's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, it's still not fantastic in no. To give up 40 shots in your first four games. No. And like I said, it's not a... It can be on the players, but it's also on the system that they're forced to work in against their will, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Because you got to think that Cam Fowler or somebody would be like, hey, this isn't fucking working. Can we have something new? Like I saw I saw a meme mm-hmm. on the on the Reddit page uh, today on Anaheim Ducks. on the Yeah, on the Anaheim Ducks subreddit there that was like... Uh, Flanders from the Simpsons being like, we've tried nothing. We've, and we're all out of ideas. Like what do we do? Just, like that, that is Dallas Eakins. It feels like right now. So yeah. somebody else needs to step up and be like, Hey, something needs to change here, please. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah. personnel, like on ice. Yeah. So. Cause it, you can't do that. Um, yet, but. Yeah. The only note, like, like I said, I'm not going to go in depth, but like so with the Rangers, it's a bit more understandable. I guess with their type of offense, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that defense. Uh, I how I have it written here in the notes. Defense is scrambled like an omelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean think that kind of ex- that, that kind of speaks yeah. for itself. I think. Yeah, we, we kind of expected it too, um, because I'm trying to track our predictions uh, for all the games this season. And how so we doing? Far, <laughs> doing pretty good. Um, well, you had said five two Rangers, so which is fairly close. Okay. Um, and I had said 6-3 Rangers, so I was actually kind of pissed when, was it Max Jones? No, it was Derek Grant who got this. Yeah, he got the last goal one. there. <laughs> yeah, I was like kind of pissed because I was like, like obviously the game's out like over at this point. Like you guys yeah. aren't coming back. Like could we have not just like given me an early prediction <laughs> win here at 6-3? And Did so like good for Derek Grant. It, but, like, Did you put no, money on it though? No, good, just good job. <laughs> just bragging rights because I want people to be like, oh man, this guy knows how to predict scores. Um, so people I was actually like kind of close. Yeah, people who are ballsy enough sidetracked. Uh, uh, yeah, people who are ballsy enough to like actually try to put money on what the score is going to be. Good on you for doing that. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm ne- I've never been close when, no. when I like put my money on things. If I'm yeah. like going for volume, like over the season, I'll probably get one. I'll, I'll probably get at least one, but it's just going to be 
a chance, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I, yeah, it's not enough that like I would be comfortable putting money down on like the score of every game and come out ahead, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> You're doing like two cent bets on like a negative thousand somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so defense wasn't great, but also Gibson wasn't fantastic either in that game. Yeah, no, the, the note I have here, and it is a bit more, not even just for this game in particular, but for every game he's played in this season. Um, what I have written here is like he's, it almost looks like he's scrambling on every play at this point, just like almost lost that he's like, he's not really tracking well, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, defense or lack thereof uh, definitely doesn't help, but like, no, like, John Gibson's normally a guy that seems pretty calm in that. Mm-hmm. And it seems like as soon as the puck crosses the blue line into their end, he's just everywhere at that point, right? And, like, yes, I get it. The The offense is able to just move the puck where they mm-hmm. want, right? But, like, it's not the the calm, okay, move Gibson that we've... that, that we're used to, right? Like, everything yeah. feels... uh super exaggerated i guess out of him and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing so like from saves just to movement in general to just everything is over exaggerated right now it feels like it's almost costing in a way Mm -hmm. um how much of that do you think is the defense is playing like a a different system or a different way in front of him or in a way that he's not like comfortable with How, how much do you think is that so he's like okay i've got to see where my guys are so that um I can like be prepared to dive across crease to try and save this or to, or whatever the case might be. Like how much Mm -hmm. do you think is it has to do with just an uncomfortableness or a lack of trust in not just the defense, but like the defensive system. Do you think that has to do with it or lack of trust in the system? I could definitely see at this point, but um, he's been under the system for, how long now four five seasons that Dallas yeah. Eakins has been around right so like it's not a you're not used to it type thing but I mm-hmm. can definitely see a lack of trust in the system that he's maybe trying to overcompensate for that it's not working at least to start mm-hmm. the season here um I did pull up the numbers that uh he's a in his first three games played um, I believe it's 141 minutes if you want to get specific about it. Uh, his goal save above expected is a negative 3.8. And that does take into consideration like the defense around him and the type of danger shot, right? Like the low, medium, high and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, for comparison to last year, in 56 games, he had a negative 14.3. So like He's already over a fifth of the way there in mm-hmm. less than three games of total ice time. It's something's got to change there quick as well. Like we said, the first few games are like, okay, let's figure out what's wrong and fix it. Right. And this is something that needs to be fixed very soon. Mm-hmm. If the Ducks just want a chance at any game, right? Like, we know we're probably going to lose the majority of them, right? But, like, if you want to at least be in a game for longer than the first period, right? 
like that's something that needs to be helped a little bit there. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So it's um, going to be interesting to see what happens back there, like just on the back end yeah. in general, defense and goaltending throughout the season. And because obviously changes need to be made, like we can't be playing the way we have been. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's kind of enough, at least for now, on all the, the things to be upset about for that game. Overall, still, 6-4 against the Rangers is better than I think a lot of people might have expected. And mm-hmm. a lot of players had really solid um, solid plays or solid games just in general. Um, I mm-hmm. guess starting with Frank Vetrano and just his shot on the beat Shesterkin there. And I mean, he's a former Ranger, so he kind of maybe has a little bit more insight on um, some of Shesterkin's weaknesses that way and because he's he's obviously practiced against him before. So um, it, it seems to be very common that guys that leave a team can then score against like the former goaltender just because they... Yeah. They're used to, um, I, I guess, the goalies' movements and can kind of just outthink them a little bit, or not outthink them, but like outspeed them. I guess they see them a so, lot in practice, right? So yeah, yeah. So it, it totally makes sense. I mean, not that Vitrano ha- like isn't a goal scorer, anyways, because he already has one one goal already this season. So two now. I feel like yeah. he got one earlier. So, but yeah, that was a, a wicked shot. But, yeah, my yeah, my note was more not even just that he scored on Chesterkin. It was just the release on that shot. Like you couldn't see that thing. I genuinely nope. don't know if Chesterkin did besides like a quick little flash, and that's how he knew to put the glove up, right? But like, yeah, like you're not able to track that necessarily. The with the velocity on that thing, like that looked like a Matthews type shot almost. Like with mm-hmm. the, like how quick it came off his stick. It was. Yeah. Like I, and I know Twitter kind of filled up with like, holy crap, that was ripped top corner there. So I'd be, yeah. Th- there's got to be somewhere that shows like the velocity of like the goals. Like it's got to be written down somewhere, right? Besides just yeah, because like, because the they do track that, right? So yeah, yeah. I don't know where you. I'd be, I'd be curious to see like what like, how fast that shot was actually because that mm-hmm. thing was moving for sure. So oh yeah, absolutely. if we can see more of that this season, I'm on board. I'm on board. Absolutely for sure. Um, Max Comtois got uh, his first goal of the season, which is great considering how last season went for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Just good, quick shot, and um, oh, no, that one wasn't on the power play. I don't think we we got a power play goal that game. I don't believe we did. I don't have the game sheets up anymore. Yeah. I, I think I, I thought no. I think I I'm thinking that it's on the power play because Zegras scored a similar one on the power play against Seattle. I think that's what oh, I'm okay. With that. But just that quick shot from like the top of the circle from a cross crease pass. Um, no, yeah, it wasn't. So, yeah, it's it's great that he got his first one of the season, and I, I really hope that it's the first of many more for him because, like we talked about last year, he had a rough season, and I think this year could be another great year for him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey. Oh. Hey, Raniel, how's it going, buddy? Hey. Yeah, and uh, Trevor Zegers' goal as well. The what was that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The not kind, not quite break rate away, but like just on the rush there. Yeah. yeah, the the pass from Terry between the legs of uh, the Rangers defenseman. I forget who it was. Um, <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's just no right <laughs> onto Zegers' tape. Like, get ready to watch that, people, because that's hopefully going to be around for years 
to come, right? Like I know we yeah. have seen it before, but that was just like just a friendly reminder of how nice it is to have those two young guys on our team, I think. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, Zegris just with his crazy speed as well, being able to know exactly where he wants to go and have Shister can bite to open that five hole a little bit and shove it through there. So yeah, that was that was a fun goal to to watch. That was one I had to when I was like looking at the uh condensed games. I was rewinding that again. So I was like, oh, I gotta yeah, see I watched, that a couple more times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched it a couple of times too because I was like, man, just like that how he good. got how he got the puck and then just opened up Shisterkin like a can of worms. It was, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was yeah. great. And the kid's so young too. Like he's gonna do a lot more of that for a yeah. long time in the NHL. So yeah. Um yeah, I mean, those were kind of the good things, I guess, about the game against the Rangers. Like, we had some good offensive chances, but um, I, it was more quality over quantity, I guess, because what were the shots in that one? It was like uh, Shots in that game. 43 to 22. So, yeah, like, we, we got yeah. du- almost doubled up on shots, which is <laughs> not good. 22 is not enough, and 43 is way too much. So No. Like, yeah, my thing is that, like, if the defense the defense system could hold their own, we could do okay, mm-hmm. right? Because the offense is there. Maybe an extra piece kind of here and there to round things out, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's a couple pieces and some system changing that like we could keep up. We could keep up with the Rangers. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I have some thoughts on that as well, but I'm going to save it for later because it relates to both the Devils and the Ducks game. So, yes, it's good. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of circle back to that. But let's move on to the Devils game that was the following night and Tuesday night. That was a 4-2 loss to the Devils after the Ducks went up 2-0 then four unanswered from the Devils in the second and third period. So, I mean, it looked really, really good in the first period. We were we were up 2-0 at that point, right? Yeah, we uh, were. Thanks to... Uh, Thanks to Silverberg. Mm-hmm. Silverberg revenge game after being scratched against the Rangers the night before. That's true. Yeah. And he went, All right, Eakins, you want to sit me? You're not going to do that again. Went out, yeah. scored two goals. And then Eakins went, ha, You think you're going to get me back? Look at my system. Four straight against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was happy that Silverberg was shooting more that game. He had three shots on net, and I think he had a couple that were either blocked or missed the net so or, like, tipped wide or whatever. Too, so. possessed. Here, I'll, I'll double-check yeah. that, actually, of, like, uh, shots blocked. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be great because I, I, I meant to do that, and I totally forgot. But, yeah, he had a lot of great opportunities, and when Silverberg has that shot-first mentality, there's a good chance that it's either going in the net or it's a grade-A scoring opportunity. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy about that. Uh, so Silverberg had three shots and one uh, shot blocked by a player. So four attempts, it looks like here. Okay, yeah, and that unblocked one, I I remembered when I watched the condensed game earlier today. It was like it, it almost led to a scoring chance because that was the one where it kind of it was like blocked and just kind of dribbled towards the net. And then mm-hmm. I think Zegris took a whack at it, and then Lind Lundestrom almost poked it in. I think, or am I, no, am I, I think I'm mixing that up with something in the Rangers game. I don't know. It yeah. was a good scoring opportunity. That was why I remember it. So, um, yeah, the, you have a note here as well about Mc, 
Tavish's assist on the first Silverberg goal? Uh, yeah, or no, I think it was this on the second one there, but right. yeah, the, the shot had gone wide and, uh, McTavish is on, uh, Wedgwood's left side mm-hmm. and McTavish like turns towards the boards to corral the puck. You can, like, you can see that he's about to, and then he goes, he just, it's, it's that hockey IQ that everybody talks about, right. Of just him realizing, oh, okay, I'm just going to change this up actually. And he just does like a nice deflection almost or pretty much like with his stick back to the top of the crease where Silverberg is to put that in. Like he doesn't look at that whatsoever. It's just that awareness around him of what's going on and who's about to be where he was. Right. Cause Silverberg kind of moves into that position, like as he's Mm -hmm. turning. So yeah, yeah, just awareness. And he pulled the defenseman towards him as well. Cause the defenseman is going to kind of follow him into the corner. So it just, it, it just opened that lane up and to make that split second decision is, very impressive for a 19-year-old in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. Again, another guy that's going to be so much fun to... It, it's it's the kids this year that are going to make this season tolerable. We'll put it that way. It, exactly like last year where yeah. Zegris and Drysdale were the fun ones to watch. Now, just add McTavish to that list. Exactly. Games, so. and, and Troy... Well, I, I, I mean, Troy Terry was fun to watch too, but I don't consider him one of the young guys because... He's our age. So. He's, yeah, he's got, some, he's got some years under him, I guess, at this point. But he's... He's young comparatively, I guess, to yeah. a lot of the league. So I'll still consider him the young guy or one yeah. of the young guys. Yeah, which is fair. So um, what else? Uh, you, had, you had a couple other notes here about the Devils game. I really just wanted to talk about Silverberg. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I did say like after those couple of goals, though, the offense wasn't really able to do anything after that, though. I was taking a look at the heat maps after. Uh, they just had really spread out chances and like they weren't able to kind of take shots from where they wanted, right? <clears throat> um, and, uh, yeah, looking into it, 22 of their 28 shot attempts for the game uh, were considered low danger. So that's, yeah, it's not... A- after Silverberg's kind of flourish there in the first period, it went downhill all around. So mm-hmm. it's not... This game's not on just the defense or the defensive system at this point. It's, it is kind of on everywhere. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you reminded me of something else I wanted to say later on, but um, yeah, Stellars was in net for this one. I guess we forgot to say that off the top. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with it being a back to back, that you're going to see both goalies most likely. So, yeah, we saw Stellars in that game. Um, yeah, I, Stoli- I guess, yeah, you have a negative 0.12 goal saved above expected, which is. Yeah. Is basically on par for that. yeah, so that was close. good. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Stellars had uh, yeah, 37 saves on 41 shots there for a 902 save percentage. Um, and yeah, his yeah, like you had said, his goal save above exact, it was like a negative point one basically will round it. So yeah, playing par, saving what he should be saving, goals are going in that are more likely to go in and that kind of thing, right? So yes, uh, Soli had a had a really good game. I thought that game, there was a, a couple of breakaway chances that he had against that. Um, they made saves on the one that really like first comes to mind is like at the end of the first period there, I think it was um, with like seconds to spare. Uh, yeah. Big save on that one. And yeah, he, mm-hmm. he played well. So like, I, again, I can't really think of many games that were complaining about Stolarz's game too much. And 
I don't know if we if we see a couple more out of the gate from Gibson the way that we have. I'd like to see more of Stellars, to be honest with you. Just yeah, to sure. just to keep us somewhat competitive, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah. I actually had this as a note for later, but we can talk about it now. So, with how Stellars played in this game and in the couple games in relief already, and from, just from what we know of Stellars already, right? He is not. He, he can't be relied on as a starting goaltender, or maybe even a one A, but. I think he's way beyond that uh, backup goalie role now. And I wonder if we see Stellars as more of a 1B kind of splitting almost 50-50 with Gibson, especially considering how Gibson started the season. Uh, I wonder if we see more of that with how season. With how Gibson's played over the last couple of seasons and the first bit into this year, I would be okay with that because... It's it's almost a walking cliche at this point of, uh, you know, like Gibson's like just played every game to start mm-hmm. the season and, and then is just run into the ground by January and dips off hard, right? Uh, I don't know. Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, that dip is coming right at the start of the season this year. But yeah, uh, yeah now feels like the right time just to right away go Cape. Okay, John, you know what? This isn't working anymore, right? We know you want the net. Every goaltender wants the net, but for your health even, right? We got to move to a bit more of a tandem situation here. Yeah, and not even just for that, for the team. Because, like, I know it's only four games, but Stellars is the one who is keeping us competitive at this point. It's not Gibson. Yeah, it's it's not fair to Stellars as well that he's putting up, like, decent numbers, good numbers even, right? Mm-hmm. And, and is forced to sit on the bench for 50-some games, right? That, that's, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's fair to him. Yeah, and um, like unless Gibson's putting up a 950 save percentage and yeah, letting in Gibson a goal a game. Yeah, if Gibson goes on an absolute like, heater, yeah. sure, right? You ride the hot goalie, but even mm-hmm. last year, right? Twenty six or 28 games uh, played. Um, Stellaris was exactly negative one goal save above expected. He did his job, mm-hmm. right? So, like, why is that a guy that you're forcing to sit on the bench? Yeah. Right? Like, yes, John Gibson makes a lot of money. John Gibson is one of the faces of the franchise at this point, mm-hmm. right? John Gibson is a big name in Anaheim. But if, you're, if, if he's constantly getting run into the ground and not looking good, right? If on the off chance you're... Verbeek is wanting to trade him come the trade deadline. No, no one's going to look at, even with the situation that the Ducks are in, no one's going to look at a goalie with an 860, 870 save percentage. And for last year's numbers, a negative 14.3 goal save above expected and whatever other stats you want to bring up, any other clips you want to bring up and go, yeah, we're going to pay a, like a, an a arm decent, and a leg for that, yeah. yeah, like a or at least a decent price for that, mm-hmm. right? Like you can get, you can get Arizona got better than that at a Connor Ingram off the waiver wire before the season started, yeah, right. No team's going to want to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So if if that's an idea that is even just somewhat in your head to help this team for the future, some changes have to be made. Again, it's a lot of system things 
have to be changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, just to kind of jump ahead a little bit, I think because before the next episode, we're going to have uh, Thursday against Boston and Sunday against Detroit. Those are the two games. And I think you have to give... I think you give Gibson Thursday against Boston again because he's your starting goalie right now. now. And you've got to give him that opportunity to redeem himself. Um, unless he puts up a shutout, I don't think you go back to him on uh, against Detroit. Like Even if it's uh, a 4-1 win against Boston, I think Stellars has earned the opportunity to play that Sunday game against Detroit. Because mm -hmm. it's a statement to him that like, okay, thank you for everything you've done during these first few games. You have earned yourself another start that maybe we weren't going to give you. Um, but it's also a, a message to John Gibson that says, thank you for that win against Boston. But Stellars has also earned just as good of an opportunity as you. And there's going to be some competition for the net now. So you just got to keep doing what you're doing against Boston if you want to go back to that 1A slash starter role. Because right now we're... Yeah. We're giving games to Stellars. That's what I would do because it's, it's okay, here, here you go, Gibson. Here's your game. We're not benching you. You're not a backup. But regardless of the outcome of this one, Stellars is playing Sunday because he's earned it. And yeah. So I think and, it's a good statement either way. <laughs> yeah. And, and what to do with the goaltenders seems to be where we disagree, right? Because you're coming from an outside perspective and I'm coming also from the yeah. perspective of if I'm the goalie in that situation, how do I feel about it too, right? Or mm -hmm. what makes sense having uh, gone through just like junior levels of whatever. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a, a case though where I do 100% agree with you as well. Solars is so far this season has earned his right to that net, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, unless, you know, unless it's another 40 shots against and uh, I'll say, uh, Gibson lets in two, or it, I guess if you want to look at like goal save above expected, uh, he's got a negative one on the sheet, mm -hmm. right? At most in the negatives, right? Because I think every, yeah, I know the game against the Rangers, he was negative uh, 2.59. So you round that up to three. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I believe he's been, oh, I still remember for the Seattle game. Anyway, um, yeah, like unless you see like some quality numbers out of this guy, right? Like again, while keeping in mind what's being played in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, unless you see that improve, it's still it's gotta be Stoli's net, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah, it's exactly. it's yeah. that's kind of the case where it's like I don't I don't care about the cap hit because what Gibson's cap hit is should be reflective of his play. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's flipped right now, right? The guy that's making what's Stoli making one one point five, I think it was. No, um, I think he's still sub one one mil. Honestly, is he? A anyway, the guy that's a lot closer league min than you are is outplaying you, and not just by a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, Stoli is on the second year of a. Uh, two-year deal where he's making 950000 each year. Jeez. So, yeah, that's uh, not uh, not what you want from Gibson to be mm -hmm. outplayed by a 
sub one million goaltender. But purely um, speculative on my part. I have no yeah. information to this whatsoever. But I gotta wonder just because of we, we've been talking a lot about the defensive system and the goaltending at this mm-hmm. point, right? I just kind of wonder if those two know that as well, right? Like Gib- like Gibson's even going, like the system in front of me does not work. And yeah. you kind of wonder why my numbers are hurting in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Eakins is the guy who's just throwing him out there to the wolves, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, I just kind of wonder if there's maybe if there's maybe something even between those two. But again, maybe. purely speculative. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just talking out loud, right? But I yeah. that's not something that would surprise me, I guess. We'll never know, but... No, yeah. But yeah, it's... Um... It's interesting to think about anyways, but we kind of deviated from the Devils game um, to talk about that, but was there anything else you wanted to bring up about the game against the Devils or was that kind of it? I think that was kind of it. Again, I'm not going to harp too much on the defense, but yeah, again, I was looking at the the heat maps and whatnot. The Devils got to shoot from wherever they wanted uh, and their places were top of the crease and and Stoli's right side just inside the dot there. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, the Devils had their way with this game um looking at money pucks deserve to win o meter um again also keeping in mind that the the ducks played the devils on the second half of a back-to-back right where you just you just ran a marathon basically with the rangers there mm-hmm. um the deserve to win o meter was actually in less favor for the ducks in the second game against a lesser opponent and i don't even feel comfortable saying that at this point considering what they did to us mm-hmm. um compared than uh than the rangers it was 17 percent for the ducks against the rangers 14 uh against the devils there mm-hmm. so yeah. not a whole lot of a difference and keeping in mind the second half back to back but i just looked at that and i'm just like guys come on yeah so yeah uh just uh as well we had both predicted the score for this one as well. I'd said 4-1, so only off by one Anaheim goal, and you had said 3-2 for Anaheim. So, um, Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm you sorry it was me rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, no, um, I guess I had it. I had the score flipped too, but yeah, so we were both kind of close on the score, but wrong on the team, so. Okay, I have a quick question for you. I don't have it mm. in the notes here, and okay. then, or actually, is there something that you want to talk about first at all, or? Um, I have some general thoughts about both of the games, but... Um, okay, go, go ahead then, and then I'll ask you this question before we go to a break. Okay, sounds good. So... It'll it'll force us to keep the conversation short. Hopefully, okay. like, a sentence, basically. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, uh, I've noticed a couple things. Well, one thing, with Kevin Shattenkirk um, and how he plays cross-crease passes or, or two-on-ones. Yeah. Do you, you notice that, too? A little bit, yeah. As soon yeah. as I saw you like, type that in, I was like... Okay, I know exactly what you're talking mm. about, actually. There was, yeah. there was a goal against the Rangers that he was the lone defenseman between the two Rangers, and then there was a play against the Devils, and it was near the end of the game, and they didn't score on it, but they got a really good opportunity. And the way Shattenkirk plays a... We'll, we'll just call it a two-on-one, but mm. tries to prevent that cross-crease pass is not how I would play that at all. He stands pretty evenly between the two guys and just tries to knock the puck down with his stick. But every player on that is going to put a little bit of sauce on that between his legs, which is almost impossible to knock down. Like he, 
he totally missed the one that ended up in a Rangers goal, and he just nicked the one against the Devils just to probably make it so that whoever the devil was got a, a weak shot off. Yeah. But otherwise, I think that might have been a goal. But that's not a reliable way to try and break up a cross-crease pass. Like, you've got no. to get your body in front of that, or you've got to, like, lady your stick down, take a knee, something. Something to get your body in front of that. Yeah. Because that, or or the other option is, well, because you're supposed to take the pass on a two-on-one if it's a rush. Let the goalie handle the shooter. The Then you got to play the body on the guy who doesn't have the puck. You've got to, mm-hmm. like, it, there's no point pinching towards the guy with the puck because he's going to just put it between your legs before you even know what's going on, and then the other guy's got a wide-open net. If you stand closer to, or skate closer to the other guy, then you you both see the puck coming, and you can just take his stick away. It doesn't matter. You don't need to get the puck at that point. You just yeah. need to prevent the other guy from getting the puck. So I am not a fan of the way Shattenkirk plays those and I gave him a pass on the Rangers one because it's early in the season. It's against a fast Rangers team. Um, but when the same thing happens against the Devils as well, that's when I start. That's when I see a pattern, and I don't like how that is. I don't know if that's how he's always done it, mm-hmm. but or if it has. It's a result of the system. I, I didn't notice it with anyone else. It was only Kevin Shattenkirk. I tried to quickly scan through both condensed games again to see if anyone else did it, and not quite. But that uh, that it concerns me, and I hope that he, he no. I mean, I'm sure he notices that, but I hope that it doesn't happen again, and he does something to fix it. Or if it's a system problem, the system gets fixed. So, yeah, I am glad that you brought up that second variation of what you were talking about of like handling the uh, potential pass receiver, I guess, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. Because I was going to bring that up. Actually, I was going to ask, like, do you remember, like, for us just playing ball hockey? if there was a two-on-one chance, like how I asked you and the rest of our defense to kind of handle it, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's the way, at least from just my opinion, that's how I would prefer my defense to handle that situation, right? Let mm-hmm. me handle the guy that I know has the puck. And you know what? If he, if he scores it, then it's on me, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to fight with my defenseman, essentially, to stop a puck in that yeah. in in that way so right it's like mm-hmm. just eliminate that chance and you, you basically create it to be a breakaway essentially mm-hmm. which some people you know just thinking about it may not like that idea from a goalie's perspective though i would almost prefer that at least and in a, in a sure, two-on-one situation right? yeah and, I, and yeah. i'm sure gibson and stoley are probably along the like similar things um like similar train of thought there so yeah i'm yeah. i am glad that you brought that up though because i was like yeah. like as soon as you were talking about it i'm like okay this is how i would want him if i was in like in that game i guess like stolarz's position like i'm like this is mm. how i would want him to do it and then you brought it up and i was like ah he did learn yes. something from me <laughs> i did i did yeah <laughs> but i don't know it's just i i expected something else from a veteran defenseman and shattenkirk has been known more for his offense than his defense so yeah i'm not i'm not trying to knock too much on him but but it's, as a defenseman, this feels like basic stuff that's getting messed up here. Yeah, exactly. So either it's early in the season or it's a system problem. And I, I hope that I'm going to be on the lookout for it now. And I hope that I don't see any of the younger guys making that mistake because then it's then it's a big fat problem. So Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
Sorry, I'm just seeing some comments here. We got uh, Amon in the chat. Hey, Amon. Uh, saying Ducks look good right now, in my opinion. Uh, we know they aren't there yet, uh, given their roster. We we did kind of touch on it before. It's not it's not the roster so much to me. Like, yes, there there's a couple pieces maybe here they're missing. I think it's more a system problem because mm-hmm. we can see that the offense can do it. We've seen the goaltending definitely do it before, right? It's and on paper, it's the the defense should be decent. Put it that way. It's yeah. a is a system problem. Even just transition both ways up the ice, um, but especially a a system thing in the in the defensive end. I think is is what's costing us games here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the roster is definitely a factor. You know, when you're just above the the cap floor, yeah, makes sense. But um, even with the roster we have, it could be better. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just my opinion, though, and everybody's totally entitled to their opinions. Amon, you're entitled to your opinion as well, saying that the Ducks look good right now. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, this this as well. Uh, still building chemistry on defense. That is a yeah. definitely a big part of it because the defense got overhauled quite a lot already. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that is season, true. So, yeah, um, I wanted to talk about Adam Henrique in and all only in a good way because he had a really good opportunity against. Uh, the Rangers. He was right in front of the net, and um, Shusterkin just made an amazing desperation glove save yeah. on him. But otherwise, it was labeled for the back of the net. So his positioning was awesome there. He also had a breakaway against the Devils, where he, um, I think, went five hole on Blackwood, but it just uh, <laughs> unluckily hit the post and came back out. I thought he scored yeah. on it. I, I thought I he did too. I, like, I thought I, I thought that like. Kind of like just hit and bounced out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I was, I was but, with you there. <laughs> but no, it was off the post. So I, I really like the way he's playing. He's just um, a little unlucky right now. So I hope he keeps it up. I hope that they keep him in the top six as well because um, he, he's earned it. His play has shown that he can play there. And I think once he can get one, then he's he's going to be good. And then we'll have no issues with him. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, just wanted to point that out that even though he hasn't got on the score sheet in these couple games, actually, I don't know if he's gotten on the score sheet at all this season. Um, I actually, I feel like he has, but I don't want to uh, be misleading here. Where's, uh, oh no, no points yet. So, um, even though he hasn't, he's been held off the score sheet so far, it's not for a lack of effort like last season where he <laughs> got sent down and put on waivers. Um, if you remember, was that last season? Uh, no, that was two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not like that. It's he, he's doing fine. So, um, this is another brief one. I don't know if you noticed it, but Zegers getting manhandled a little bit against the uh, opposing defense. There was one play in particular that stood out to me. He entered the zone against the Devils, and then. Um, was looking for the pass and turned his back towards the defenseman and then got shoved off the puck. Looked like with relative ease by Damon Severson. Do you remember? Yeah, that kind of play? the kind of a little bit of a cross check to the back there, and that's kind of yeah, yeah. That's something I noticed actually, just like over kind of the weekend and into these games, like mm-hmm. uh, not just in Ducks games, like seeing highlights from others and whatnot. The the stick on the back seems to be kind of let go. A little bit, yeah, which that's, that yeah. needs to get tightened up by the refs, a hundred percent. Because cross checking a guy in the back, as somebody who is 
taken one not suspecting it in a place with no gear whatsoever mm-hmm. that can mess you up yeah so yeah the, the refs gotta tighten up on that too and yeah, I, I agree for sure lo- so. and l- luckily it wasn't in a ducks game but of course we're you know we're, we're not even through like the first full week of the season i guess with like regular games happening and we're already questioning again what goaltender interference is so yeah. <laughs> we're nhl hockey is back everybody the rules are getting thrown out the window nobody knows what goaltender interference still is even though it's written in a rule book and mm-hmm. uh yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're back <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree i do agree that the cross tracks need to be cleaned up um this is i don't want it to sound like i'm harping on Zegris because I love the man, but um, I would like to see him work more on, um, I, I guess, like being just being hard on his stick in a way. Like, okay. I, like I know he's not a power forward, but because he is the, the, the most skilled guy on the Ducks roster at this point, and I, I challenge anybody to prove me wrong otherwise, he is... Um, he needs to be able to protect the puck and be able to, I guess, take a bump and not lose the puck. Because right now it looks like um, like some of the earlier, not earlier, but like from a few years ago, some of the NHL games where like literally you can just like coast at the slowest speed yeah. into a guy and then they're like, oh, fuck, and then the puck's gone. Right? <laughs> like that, yeah. that's kind of what Zegras has looked like in a, a few situations. So. Yeah, yeah, Amon Amon does agree with me here, so that's good. He says he yeah. needs to bulk up a little bit. Oh, like the, I get that he's still young, but yeah. it, it, it's just something he needs to work on. Be watch some Nathan McKinnon tape or something, and just figure it out that way. Yeah, Amon's uh, got exactly mm. what my rebuttal to that was going to be. The guy's listed at six foot one eighty five. Well, that's not a it's not a it's not a light player. It's not a heavy player either right and we're like we're not looking for him to pack on to like 225 or something no. like that right but like get around to like the one hell even like 195 200 mm-hmm. that's gonna be a lot harder for guys to knock him off the puck and that'll yeah. that'll, that'll come with age too right so like he is only 21 mm-hmm. give him another season or two at least kind of thing to put on that kind of muscle it'll, it'll happen i i can see it yeah um the last thing here, I, I was going to go more into depth on this, but we I see we're running out of time, so I'll just keep it very short. Um, I have a theory about why we're getting so badly outshot, and I want to know your thoughts on this and, and everybody else's thoughts as well. Okay. Um, and I think it's because we don't have anyone that's like that that guy that can just go into the corner and come out with the puck, you know? Mm-hmm. And even then, like we don't even really have guys like, I guess system wide, it's a system issue as well that we don't have anyone that's going for these pucks. Like, yeah, someone follows the guy into the boards, but they're letting them get there and then trying to take it away from them. But that's not really our skill set. Like, I, I think it needs to be more of like a we need to beat the p- players to the puck in the corner, and then you'll probably have to take a hit, but hopefully you can make a play before that. So I think that has to do with it. But also, I noticed on the penalty kill. We're kind of just sitting back and waiting for things to happen, waiting for the team to come to us. And the Devils played it exactly oppositely. And there was no power play goals in that game. So both systems, I guess, can be effective. Luckily. But, yeah. I, but I don't think the sitting back and waiting thing is what you know made our penalty kill stand out because it didn't work against the Rangers. 
Um, and also we got caught puck watching a lot and not following the players that were trying to sneak away in the background. Every single goal in these last two games that I watched where it, it wasn't on the rush, it was the team had set up in the zone, the opposing mm-hmm. team had set up in the zone. We were just p- watching the guy with the puck. And like you were, they were maybe kind of covering a guy, but right before the goal is scored, you can see that whoever was covering that guy was, was caught watching the puck and then just kind of was coasting around. And then they were like, oh, fuck, this guy's wide yeah. open. And then they, it's yeah. in the back of the net and it's too late at that point. So it's, again, I think it's a system thing or mm-hmm. an early season like um, straight leg kind of thing, but we, we need to see a little bit more movement, a little more man-on-man coverage and a little bit more willingness to get the puck because we're just letting the other team kind of do whatever they want, put a bunch of shots on net, and then eventually we get the puck and have a 50-50 chance of having a good breakout pass to get it out of the zone. But that's why there's so many shots. If we can just make things more difficult for the opposing team, we're bound to come out with the puck and limit their shots and then likewise get more shots in the offensive and or have a chance at breaking out to because that's yeah. another, a whole other issue that I don't want to get into but we we can't just get like it's our zone we can't just sit around and wait for things to happen yeah right? no ab- absolutely uh kevin here the chat's got a, a got a good point there's no defenseman defenseman right mm-hmm. um yeah that guy that you're talking about will go into the corners and can like you know like is the defensive guy right like yeah he's got a point you go through that lineup and it's a mix of offensive and two-way defenseman almost, right? Like nobody's really that defensive defenseman anymore. And before it, before Kevin had even commented this, I was like, missing Josh Manson is a big mm-hmm. thing. And then sure enough, like I think it was like a minute later, Kevin popped up, God, I miss Manson. So yeah. just to find somebody like that, because it is hard to replace a guy like Manson, mm-hmm. right? But just to find yeah. somebody with similar attributes, I mm-hmm. guess, right, to his game. Um, yeah. That's definitely something that the the Ducks need to be looking into, I think. Mm-hmm. I, when we got Kulikov, I did say on Twitter that this was kind of Manson's replacement because they play a very similar way. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kulikov's just not that second-pairing guy, and, and we've seen that in the first couple games already and talked about it on the last episode. So he plays that way, but he doesn't play enough um, top minutes to for that playing that way to be effective Um I guess long term, like throughout yeah. the game, right? So, yep. it's it's a step in the right direction, but we need somebody else that can learn to play that way from Kulikov or, or something like that. But yeah, okay. And, and same with the forwards as well. Like the forwards need to be on that too. It's not just on the yeah. defense. But. No, yeah, hundred percent. It's a it's a team defense thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those were all kind of my general thoughts um, that I, I would like to see improved over the next couple of weeks, but. Mm. Yeah. Um, you you had a question now before we head to break? Yeah. So, okay. So this has been a f- discussion kind of going around on Twitter, especially during the Devils game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. And depending on your answer, this could be really quick or kind of quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. If it's really quick, we're just headed straight into a break. And okay. it feels like the most logical answer, I guess. Okay. On a scale, so you have you have three options here, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, there's yes, mm-hmm. maybe, which is kind of a, a, a weak answer, I'll say. Okay. So it's yes, an option, but don't pick it. I'll judge you okay. silently. 
Okay. Uh, but I'll be understanding. Uh, yeah, so yes, maybe, or fuck no. Okay. Okay. The Ducks are three games now into a five-game road trip, if I remember the schedule off the top of my head. Like we said, Boston and Detroit are coming up. If we go 0 for 5 on the road here, start the season 1 and 5, does Dallas Eakins have a job when he gets back? I and regretfully will say yes because it's still early in the season. You picked the wrong and, answer, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is what I think you because you, you're asking what I think will happen. Like yeah. if I if I can look into <coughs> excuse me. Look into a crystal ball. Sorry. What I, do I foresee happening? Sorry, I guess I, I phrased the question wrong, actually. Okay. Does Dallas Eakins get fired when we get back? That's Sorry, that's the question I guess that was, I was supposed to ask. I just phrased it differently. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, then my answer changes. I still say no, I guess, to that. No, I, no, I don't think he gets fired. Okay. Would I want him to be fired? Yes. But, <laughs> but because, does he get fired realistically because essentially this is pat verbeek's first coach because he came in and then he said i am choosing to extend dallas eakins contract for another year it's kind of his way of saying i'm putting my faith in this guy and with if he gets fired after an 0 six start it's like saying ah i fucked up and we're only six games into the season so and i have no other plan because i was banking on dallas eakins for a whole season so we're already packing it in for the season sorry guys Sell your season tickets. Like, I I just don't see that happening. If this, if Pat Verbeek had had come in, like, not last year, but the year before, then I I could say, like, okay, Dallas, we we had you for the full year to see out your contract. We tried to give you another start, but, like, it's it's obviously not working. We need to turn this season around. But because Verbeek is the new GM, it's a no. Yeah. No, he doesn't get fired. Okay, good. Um, that that is actually the, the right answer. I, like I said, it was my phrasing of the question. I screwed. That oh, okay, up. gotcha. Um, gotcha. For me, it's it's a difference between losing because I did see here uh, last one <laughs> left in the chat saying we're going for Bedard so Eakin stays. <laughs> yeah. um, if we're doing okay and still losing and like giving us, I guess, the chance for Bedard. I say he stays. If you get to like the quarter or halfway point of the season and it's just embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss, then I think he has to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you can't let that sink in with the players, I don't think. Something's yeah. got to change at, at that point. And I don't know if it would be on the players there. So, yeah. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, Perfect. that's a, that, that's that's all a good I, question. That's, yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Um, I was I was seeing people say like, you know, if they if they go zero and five on this road trip, he has to be gone, kind of thing. And I'm like, no, not yet. Like, I I understand the idea behind it, but no, it's not. Let's let's no. chill for. Let's be a, rational a about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, on the other side of the break, we will talk about. Uh, the couple upcoming games that we've already kind of alluded to earlier. We'll give an update on the San Diego Gulls, the Ducks AHL affiliate, and then a little something-something for what's quacking. But yeah, that'll be on the other side of the break, and we'll see you guys in a couple minutes. 
Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Maybe you want to take the odds on Mason McTavish winning the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year this year. He has the second best odds on DraftKings Sportsbook behind Matty Berniers of the Seattle Kraken at plus 500. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we are playing our next game Thursday night against the Boston Bruins. That is another 4 p.m. Pacific time start. Got to love the good old East Coast road trip there that <laughs> makes it a game start too early <laughs> for uh, for the West Coast, but whatever. Uh, the Bruins are currently 3-1 and one on the season. Uh, they went 3-0 and oh before losing 7-5 to the Sens. Uh, that was Monday night. So just a... Just, just an absolute barn burner there <laughs> for, for that one. That was an interesting game to follow. Um, yeah, Allmark and Swayman, the goaltenders with the Bruins. Allmark was the one, or sorry, Swayman was the one in net for the terrible loss. So I to the Senators, not terrible, but the the seven goals against the Sens. Yeah. So I imagine <laughs> that we will see Allmark in um, in net for that one against the Ducks on Thursday. And he's had a pretty good season, so a little terrifying there. But I don't think uh, the Bruins changed too much this year, but they did bring back David Krejci from... Where was he playing? The uh, Czech, League? Czech League, I think, yeah. Let's uh, have a look, see at the yeah. lines for this one. Boston's uh, becoming another old boys club. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> just <are. laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just, just trying to bring back the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess Taylor like, Hall I, I and the, Brad like, Marchand are out, so that's a, a tough look on. Oh no, Taylor Hall, he's right there. Never mind. Yeah, just Brad Marchand's up. Back, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? I don't remember now. Oh, I think I think I was about to say that like Taylor Hall was back actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, is Pavel Zaka new to them, or did they get him at the deadline last year? Uh, I thought. Uh, I, I think the, I thought that was a new actually. acquisition because I thought he was. Oh, didn't he go to the island at the deadline last year? I am double checking right now. Oh no, he was there all year last. Oh no, New Jersey. Who am I thinking of that went to the Islanders? Okay, but yes, he's a new off-season acquisition for the Bruins. Three points yes, already true. in the four games there. Um. Yeah. Besides that, kind of just 
same old, same old in Boston. Get to see Hampus Lindholm again, so that'll be fun. Um, Charlie McAvoy is still out injured. And yeah, that's uh, that's how things are going in Boston. So they got a pretty good team still. It's going to be another tough one, I think. Still, a, It's a hitter team that's still going to spank us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a score prediction, don't you? I do, yes. Seeing how the last few games are go- have gone, I'm going to call 5-2 Boston. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. If um, if we're going on the idea that Gibson's in net. That's true. Um, I think... I think this is going to be another tough one. I know that I put the Bruins quite a bit lower than the Rangers this season in, in our division predictions, but I think unfortunately we played close to our A game against the Rangers, which <laughs> sucks to say, at least offensively. But um, I, I don't know if we'll have that same effort against the Bruins. So I'm going to say, I'm going to predict 6-3 again for the Rangers, or sorry, for the Bruins. Six three, okay. Yeah, so similar to you, just uh, actually, <laughs> we have the exact same predictions. Is six three and five two, or what we said? Oh my god, did Rangers. we? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, we're so lame. <laughs> okay, we'll see how that one goes. At least we're on par with like how we think this team will do against some of the better. Yeah. Yes. We're we're consistent. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, talk about the Red Wings now. Who? are also off to a somewhat decent start. They are currently 2-0-1. Yes, 2-0-1 on the season. Uh, they will play Chicago on Friday before us. And then, uh, so, I mean, probably safe to say another win for them there. So mm-hmm. then, uh, then yeah, we will be next up against the Red Wings on Sunday. That is a yeah. 2 p.m. start Pacific time for that one. Uh, I was going to say Detroit's uh, first three games, uh, beating Montreal 3-0, beating New Jersey 5-2, and then being or losing to the Kings in overtime 5-4. Oh, that was that one. That's right. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're probably performing as I would expect them to, you know? Like, yeah. I think that 2-0-1 record is inflated a little bit by playing <laughs> not great teams, maybe not as great teams so yeah they've taken a step forward like we kind of talked about on the yeah on the preseason thing but like i kind of anticipated them doing better than new jersey yeah and they beat them so or sorry not as good as new jersey oh not as good oh okay Um, that's what i meant um but new jersey was doing some weird shit start the season. So I, I think what we saw against them in our game against them is I mean the keeping Lindy rough expect, is some weird so. shit, but yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think yeah, I, I don't know what to think about this one, obviously. You know what? I'm gonna modify my prediction actually for the game against the Bruins. Okay. I wrote it in pen, but that's fine. We'll, we'll yeah, I'm gonna modify it. it. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go four three instead. Still in favor of the Bruins. Okay. I'm going to make the Detroit game 5-3. 5-3 Detroit. Okay. I mean... I feel like there's still a chance. I'm going with the idea until I see otherwise that it's going to be Gibson. That's fair. Yeah. This is... 
I, I'm going to go off of what I said earlier because we're we're fairly confident that Dallas Eakins has a listen to our episodes, or somebody on the coaching <laughs> staff does. So I think they're going to be it's like, a little yeah. it's a little suspicious when like we, we we joke about it all the time. It's a touch suspicious though when we talk about defensive pairings on the last episode, and then they get almost put identical against New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. guys have to be swapped around and it's exactly what we're talking about. Again, there's six guys, right? There's only yeah. so many combinations you can do, but really? and, and that, yeah, really? and that's just and that's just one <laughs> example of, of things that have happened. So yeah. yeah. So Eakins, if you're listening to this and you I, I think that you agree with me here that Stellars is probably a good choice to play on Sunday against Detroit here. So I think it's going to be a close game because Detroit's a good team. Um, and we're not exactly going to be a defensive powerhouse. And taking a look at the defensive pairings in Detroit, I mean, it looks good. Read it we'll off. say they have a bad game. We'll say, they have a, we'll say they have a bad game. I'll read it off in a second here. But I, I, think, I, I think we really take it to them offensively. I think the Ducks win this one 5-4. Ooh, okay. And as a little little bonus prediction, I'm going to say that, that that's in overtime or a shootout. All right. Overtime slash shootout. All right. It's going to be a full bonus hockey on your Sunday afternoon. So the Red Wings defensive pairings, they have Cider and Ben Sherratt at the top, uh, Ole Mata and Philip Ronick on the second pair, and Robert Hag with Gustav Lindstrom on the third pair. And looks like all their injuries are forwards or guys who probably wouldn't slot in there anyways. So could be better, could be worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That team is slow is like starting to ramp up on their building for sure. It's gonna be a still Mm -hmm. a couple more years away and for Detroit fans that are happening to listen to this high. Um, but also like just, it's it's okay. Like you got Stevie Y at the wheel here. Yeah, it's it's all gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get ready for another quarter century of playoff births in a row. Yeah, no kidding. It'll it'll happen Jeez. in the next five at least. Yeah. Um, for those that would like a quick refresher on the offseason moves made by the Red Wings, they acquired Villa Huso as another goalie from the St. Louis Blues. There. Alex Nedeljkovic was there last year, right? Was, yes. Yeah, two years ago that he came over from Carolina. So those two as a pretty solid tandem. Huso, one of the one of two goalies, I believe, to have a shutout so far this season. Um, they also acquired Andrew Kopp and David Perron and Dominic Kubalik to flesh out their forwards. So add well, those guys to-, to a top six of Larkin, Zadina, and Raymond. That looks... Looks pretty good. Yeah, I do. If I remember this correctly, that's the first time that David Perron has been a free agent and not signed with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Perron's yeah. played with a few different teams, but he always goes back to St. Louis in, during mm-hmm. free agency. And that's the first yeah. time he hasn't. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, no, you're right. Um, and then Tyler Bertuzzi is out injured. Rather COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> four to six weeks with an upper body injury. So, but it sounds like he was on the top line and Kubelik took his spot. So, in the meantime, there. Yeah. So, I think I was seeing on Twitter, it was like a, 
was like a clip of like Bertuzzi just missing the net or something like that. And somebody comments like, oh, that was the first shot that Bertuzzi missed. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a smart one there. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, so those are the upcoming games. We will talk about those on Sunday, see how close our predictions were. I've decided that I don't want to have just like 40 sticky notes for the, well, not 40, but just a ton of <laughs> sticky notes for the season. So I'll make us a little spreadsheet and then I'll color code it so we can see how awful our predictions are. And Sounds pull good. Pull it up every, uh, every week or so. But Sounds good. I will, I will do that at some point this weekend. Um, Gulls update. Let's uh, get into that. So yeah. Gulls season are- started. Sorry, we're gonna go back up to the news thing after the goals. I'm fine with that. Oh shit! I've <laughs> totally didn't even <laughs> totally skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let, we'll do the goals update because we started. Yeah. So okay. okay. Yeah. I just, just reminding you. <laughs> I, I was just gonna keep on trucking on through everything. So, but I know you're not one to forget about that. So nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goals update. The they started the AHL season last week, and the first two games were against the Grand Rapids Griffins. Who is that? A new NA or new AHL team? I don't recognize. No, Grand Rapids has been around for a long time as the affiliate for uh, the Red Wings. Okay, interesting. I, yeah. I guess just I haven't paid that much attention to the AHL. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, one of yeah. the few teams in the AHL that like have their own history kind of thing that's not mm. directly tied to an NHL team oh, or that, and like kind of have their own identity out of it. So yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, so we went there for the first two games, played both of them at home there. I'm assuming because it's a long way to go for a couple games. But uh, yeah, so we spoiled the Griffins' home opener with a 6-2 win for the Gulls. And then the following night received a 8-5 revenge spanking, as I put it in the <laughs> here, from them. So split those two games So um, with a lot of goals as well. I mean, 11 goals by the Gulls in the first two games, but unfortunately we let in 10 of them as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how those two went. Um, I'm going to just jump around a little bit here. So, top five players already for the Gulls. Nicholas Brouillard, defenseman for the Gulls, has five points already in those couple games. Goal, two goals and three assists, sorry. Uh, Glenn Godden, who got a good shot with the Ducks at training camp. Put up four points, um, two each for goals and assists there. Ole Uolevi, four goal or four points as well. Braden Tracy with three, and Danny O'Regan with three to round out the top five there. I like so, it. I, yeah, yeah. So it's good. a strong, it's a strong start from our goals team. So, yeah, mm-hmm. currently sitting uh, fifth in the Pacific Division, mind you. The Pacific Division has ten teams, but again, mind you, we're only two games into the season. So, yeah, yeah exactly. It's all right. We're just yeah, right. Just right down the middle. We're all good. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Dostal played in both of these two games. Started both of these two games, actually. Uh, I'm assuming six goals against. What was that? That doesn't add up. Yeah. Uh, two games played. One was an empty net. Okay. Oh, seven. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're good. No, I thought there was ten. Are we sure we did not see another goalie? Are we Pretty positive. Sure? The, the stats didn't show it. <laughs> Yeah, ah, two games yeah. played. Yeah, you got to click on all goalies. Then... There we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, Lucas Dostal played in two of the games, a four point nine four goals against average and an eight thirteen save percentage. So, taught totally what we would like to see there. Um, Ole Eriksenek appeared in one of the games. In, I'm assuming in, in relief. relief, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he played forty five minutes there, three goals, 
Let in three goals, which is good for a 3.93 goals against average there. Um, and an 889 save percentage. And thankfully, both of those guys are doing better than the empty net, who in one minute and 17 <laughs> seconds of play has a 46.75 <laughs> goals against average and a zero save percentage. So we are doing, even though those numbers don't sound great for Dostal and Eric Sanek, we are doing better than just running six forwards. Yes, we are doing better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's only two games into the season. Numbers will balance out. It's all good. Yeah. Looking ahead to upcoming games here, the Gulls will play their home opener against the Ontario Reign on Friday, October the 21st. You can watch that game on AHL TV if you play a shit, pay a shitload of money for the subscription. Um, I thought about us like splitting four yeah. or something like that. I thought about it too. I just don't know if I would watch. Wouldn't be able to watch uh, enough. Watch enough to make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. You can just buy like the team subscription. You don't have to get like, here's access to every single AHL game. I think it's like yeah. 65 US for one team season and 45 if you just want the away games. So it's it's probably not bad if that's yeah. the team that you're invested in. Well, I mean, it's not bad if that's the team you're invested in. But yeah. It, yeah, for, for someone who probably isn't going to have the time to watch them all, although to be fair, they are mostly on weekends. It's not not quite close enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Though. Um, so yes, with that being the home opener on Friday, it is a very special night there. It is rally towel giveaways. There is light up wristbands. There is the promise of a pregame laser show. I'm oh, that's what that is. I was like, like, what's Laza? Laza. It's Laza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming the, the wrist plan, wrist wristbands plans. will like flash to the, the music. So it's going to be Everybody very cool. Everybody get, get ready for, for wrist plans and Laza shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, some, and some Raleigh towels. Yeah. You know, also, I... I'm sure that I looked this up before or like knew of it, but the and, and the Ontario Reign, who's obviously the LA Kings AHL affiliate. Um, well, maybe not obviously, but it is in case you don't know for anyone that's listening. I kind of just always assumed that the Ontario Reign were like on like, like the on- province of Ontario. <laughs> and I was like, I know that like oh. they not all teams are like close to their NHL affiliate but like Ontario seems like a long ways away for LA like you can't you couldn't find anything closer really and then I realized (laughs) that there's an Ontario in uh in in California like not a city of Ontario yeah yeah so (laughs) that makes a lot more sense and I'm sure I've looked that up before or somebody's told me but like (laughs) I I just it just clued in because I was like they played it in California like in San Diego on Friday for the home opener. And then and they're on the road. The they go Eastern all the Canada. way <laughs> to Ontario for a Saturday game. I was like, that seems That'd be like rough. wildly inefficient. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's like right there. It's a it's a quick ride or a quick flight. So yeah. The Gulls will also be wearing their third jerseys for this game, which if uh, anyone needs a reminder about what those beauties look like, I have got them right here. I remember that these were jerseys that like, we were both kind of, hit or miss on at first yeah but very quickly they grew on us more yeah so like the little arched gulls uh thing ignore the the ad there they're not paying us so just pretend, <laughs> pretend it's not there the uh the shoulder patch there just their regular logo 
the uh, can kind of see the full kit a little more here, but uh, actually, this is a good one with the jersey, mm-hmm. the duck's foot on. It's, it's a clean the other shoulder. Yeah, patch. it's a clean look based on the uh, the original mm-hmm. San Diego Gulls. So. Yeah, America's finest city in the collar here, which is a nice little touch. Um, I'm assuming these are the years that San Diego won the Calder Cup, or the equivalent. Might be. I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I got to look into some more AHL history. I need to. Yeah. I need to bump myself up a bit more in that category. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are. That's those. Um, they really remind me of like a baseball jersey. I think it's. I think it's bit, just yeah. like the arched name plate yeah, sure, on the yeah. front, and that's it. Like that's a pretty common thing in the. Uh, uh, MLB. I was going to say AHL, and I was like, nope, yeah. the other one. <laughs> not the other one, but different league. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on Friday in San Diego and Saturday as well in Ontario, mm-hmm. the California city, not the province <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll talk about those next week, next Wednesday when we do our next Gulls update. We'll talk about how that one's going. So There you go. I guess the Gulls also do play Colorado Eagles the next Wednesday, I think, but um, we obviously, the game will be going on as we do in the episode, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so hope that's... everybody enjoys their wrist blondes and, and the Laza show. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the Raleigh towels. <laughs> I'm not letting you. I'm, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm not letting you let that one down. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Hopping back to the news that we were supposed to talk about before that Nate has just been on the edge of his Speaking of jerseys. Here we go. Yeah. Take it away. So. Uh, Adidas and the NHL today, uh, Wednesday, dropped uh, a couple of teasers for the reverse retro program, which is making its return. Mm-hmm. Uh, first seen for the 2020-2021 season. Um, that one for the Anaheim Ducks saw the return of the Wild Wing jersey, but in a white version. So this is uh, the same program as that. Now, there had been speculation for a while of what the Ducks may do, and I tried to dig stuff up, and again. Ducks are very tight lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there, but there was a couple little things here and there, kind of going around of uh, the Ducks were looking at doing white again, which I was kind of like, uh, I I like the color jerseys. I just you can tell behind me if you're watching the video, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, the Ducks have had some good white jerseys in the past. See what they do. And uh, so there was kind of the idea, yeah, just those just basically going off the white jersey idea there for a little bit. Um, And then there was a leak on the uh, Fanatics website of not just an Anaheim special edition t-shirt, but I think it was like 27 or 28 teams for the NHL. Um, Mm. And they all seem to be, for the special edition, reverse retro logos that are going to be worn by teams this coming season. Ducks one was a Mighty Duck logo uh, in the modern Ducks colors. So the triangle was orange and gold uh, sticks. And right away I went, okay, for myself at least, this goes to two different options, which we did talk about on an earlier episode this season of uh, 1993, the original Mighty Ducks look or uh, the alternate jerseys that they had in 97, I believe, is when they first got started, or 96. Mm-hmm. Um, another rumor that was going around, though, and I wouldn't have hated this idea, because another team uh, seemed to kind of do this with the first reverse retro program. 
Uh, the other idea that was going around was that Anaheim was going to do a white version of the orange alternate that we have right now and kind of use that as a testing waters for do they want to make those jerseys the home and away jerseys at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I say another team did it similarly with uh, the Calgary Flames. They brought back a modified version of their Blasty jersey from the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, just slightly modified. And then again, they slightly modified it in uh, starting this season. It'll be their alternate jersey. Um, so that idea was kind of out there. But at the same time, my thought was, well, that's not a retro jersey because it's something that is being worn right now. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got the first tease this morning was just, you know, uh, like just the generic team logo for everybody um, and kind of a color of what is kind of going to kind of be based around, I guess, in a way. Uh, so the ducks, obviously orange. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later today we did get some teases of the jerseys themselves. And I do have some pictures here. Where's Ooh, that pictures. tab? Where that tab go? Oh, no, I'm on Chrome tabs. That's why. Uh, here we go. So this came later today and made me and I think a lot of other Ducks fans very happy. It looks like we are returning back to 1993 with the original Mighty Ducks logo uh, or M- Mighty Ducks jersey there in white. And I was kind of taking a look at uh, because I I do like to predict these and I brought predictions up on the show and that kind of thing that I had done up concepts. And I was looking at the sleeves and I went, hey, just the like the the color placement does look very familiar. And I did compare it with mine. And I got the striping right, it looks like, which Mm -hmm. made me very happy. And then I was talking with you beforehand of like, you know, for any of the concepts that I've tried that get really close, at least to an idea, it's normally the collar that's off. But mm-hmm. I did take a look at this again before we started. And unless it's the light of this image playing tricks, does it not look like it kind of goes from a black to a different color right around kind of the hem of it there? Yeah, like if you go back down to where you can see more of the sleeve, that is, it's very similar to the bottom part of the sleeve, right? Where there's yeah. a little bit of an orange tinge to it. Like, it's it's hard to tell because it's you're shining kind of a primarily orange light on Onto it. The, so yeah. everything kind of does look orange. But like, if you look at where the sleeves are, where things look more, where, where it's presumably white, it doesn't quite have that hue. It's like that. It's yeah. just a little bit darker and it's but it's not black either. So it's so it's yeah. Close. So these jerseys will be officially unveiled uh tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this on Thursday, they should be out at this mm-hmm. point, depending, I guess, on when in the morning you're listening to this. Yeah. Um I haven't been able to find confirmed exactly for league wide. Uh one source that I was told and then also followed up with Chris from Aesthetics. Um, we both got told uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, so 8 a.m. Pacific. So if you happen to still be watching us right now, 8 a.m. Pacific, the jerseys league-wide, I would think, are going to drop 
for the reverse retros. Mm-hmm. Um, pre-orders will probably follow after, not or yeah, not long after for whatever team stores. Um, from what I've gathered so far, like NHL shop and that sort of thing will be uh, the the jerseys will be made like actually available to purchase um, in November, but you'll be able to pre-order them probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess today, depending on when you're listening to this. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, just noticing the caller. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but I may have unintentionally given us our uh, our first look at the Ducks reverse retro for this season. So, yeah. I'm 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 just gonna be proud of myself if we did if if I did that. So mind you, a lot of people did put out concepts as well and mm-hmm. very similar to what mine was as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my concepts have always just had the collar be off. So and there were some people that had the the striping flipped around of like the gold on the top and the black on the bottom kind of thing before the orange starts. So yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the if, only if, thing I, I, if I nail this hundred percent, I'm just gonna give myself a nice pat on the back. Yeah. The only thing I could see is um is doing more of like the half collar, so it's like black on the front and then it's orange on the back, rather than um, just like the orange on the top, like you have, you know. Yeah, I could, I could that's, see that. That's the only thing, like based on the picture, that I think it could end yeah. up looking more like. But I mean, either way, it's you got the the colors and like the colors yeah. are all, or like the collars, sorry, are just kind of more like a. It's a, not it's like, a small like, detail, not like a shot but... in the dark. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's harder to get right because it's not it doesn't follow like a a plan like and you can make multiple colors look good with the same jersey right so yeah um Um, also is that that our logo on the shoulder patches no it's not that's the logo that ours is based off of though um it is the original shoulder patch for the oh gotcha gotcha so okay um but uh you did kind of bring it up just the idea of the half collar this is a total my opinion thing i hate those half collars so like the the ducks do have them right like it'll go from the yeah the orange just into the black um on the home jersey like the one behind you there carter yeah. uh i'm i'm not a fan of that so then it really irks me when i notice dallas is technically a quarter collar where it's like that back half it's reduced in size basically mm-hmm. so if you if you ever take a look at my concepts that's why they have like a full collar like all the way around basically so yeah it's just that's a personal thing. Everybody's yeah. got their own opinions. That's just I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a, that's a opinion. I, yeah, yeah. The the half collar of the Adidas jerseys will be like the one thing I'll miss when Adidas is no longer the supplier for the NHL here in a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But so yeah. I mean, this is yeah going to be totally relevant in like probably twelve hours. But for us, it's very exciting. And for you can just that's you can come live, you can come so. back to the YouTube video or you can tweet us at Quack Report Pod or you can tweet me individually at Tate Namas and just go. You you can tell me if I if you know the color is right and I got it hundred percent. You can say good job. If not, you can tell me to fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, we got a. Uh, I think did I have I skipped anything else? No, you yeah. haven't skipped anything. I'm else. good now. Okay, cool. So. Let's uh, get to what's quacking to end off the episode here. So if you've been a Ducks fan for a while, or at least a hockey fan for a while, you do know the guy, uh, Brian Burke. Um, Mm -hmm. Worked for the 
Ducks for quite a while. He was the GM of the Ducks when we won the Stanley Cup in 2007. And I came across this story uh, from his time working in Vancouver, actually. And uh, Carter, I kind of gave you a tease about it, that it was Vancouver-based, but also uh, was kind of local for us. Uh, This story involves Trevor Linden, who's from our hometown of Medicine Hat, Alberta. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know where this came from exactly, but uh, yeah, so this is uh, Brendan Burke telling this story uh, from Vancouver. So we brought in seven players for a series of psychological and physical tests. One of them was Trevor Linden. He called me the night before and said, hi, Mr. Burke, it's Trevor Linden. My dad said I should call you because I can't come on Saturday. I said, well, Trevor, none of the players call me Mr. Burke. Call me Berkey. And why can't you come? Uh, Trevor replied, my dad said I had to call you to say I couldn't come. I said, I know. I get that part. I heard that twice. Your dad made me or your dad made you call me and that you can't come. But this is the time now. Why can't you come? Minnesota had the first overall pick that year, and so I thought they were tr- they were up to something. That's when Lyndon said, though, well, it's branding day at my uncle's ranch in Medicine Hat. So my dad says I have to stay and help him. So I said, well, I'm a city boy, so tell me what branding is. He said, well, we run range cattle up here in, in the hat, and in the spring, we round them up and we brand all the calves. We turn year- one-year-old male calves into steers. I said, okay, well, what's your job on branding day? He said, well, when the cattle comes out of the pen, I grab them and I hold them down and pin them and we brand them and cut their nuts off. I said, you can skip these tests. We never tested them. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad was good friends actually with, uh, with Trevor Linden and his family growing up. And he was, uh, my dad was, my, and my family was up here for uh, Thanksgiving a couple weekends ago, Canadian Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I showed this story to my dad and he's just like, yeah, that sounds like Trev. <laughs> <laughs> just like the way that he kind of went about it of like, yeah, just yeah. my dad said I can't come basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was a, just a funny story and just shows how different kind of things were. Trev was, uh, Trevor Lynn was drafted, I think, 1988, if I remember that off the top of my head. So, hmm. um, yeah, things are just a little bit different then. So, like, um, imagine Berkey getting this called today, right? Like, yeah, uh, I, I guess him in Pittsburgh now, right, as the, as the president there. Imagine, uh, I, I don't know, who, who did Pittsburgh draft this year? Anyway, just imagine him getting that call from somebody that Pittsburgh is looking to draft and just getting told, like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make your testing because i gotta cut the nuts off a cow today yeah. on that day so <laughs> but yeah i thought that was a that was a good story and shows uh shows the kind of guy i think brian burke is as well there's a lot oh, of for great sure. stories yeah. of uh him with young guys the sedine twins as well i know there was one of uh like burke had flown over to go see the sedines play mm-hmm. and uh, was like not happy with what he saw in the one game that he watched, but then learned after that the reason that they kind of played like crabs because they were tired because they stayed up for like a good chunk of the night studying for a test they had that day. And oh, he's yeah. just like, okay, uh, okay, they they got dedication then. So yeah, <laughs> but, that's funny. Yeah, I, I do I, have he has a book, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, and I got it for Christmas last year, and I just haven't gotten around to reading it, but I really want to. I'm just like, okay, there's a 
book or two in front of it first. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I'm really excited to read that book for sure, though. So, yeah, he's gonna ha- have to come up with another one too because he wrote that like kind of as he was just doing, um, like broadcasting stuff, right? So, yeah, I think he, yeah, he's kind of thought that his career was done, but now he's obviously back in Pittsburgh, still yeah, doing stuff. So, so. And, and Sportsnet does some, uh, some stories still with him, um. Yeah. That's uh yeah, those are always fun to watch as well. So and they're all done in like cartoon style and that sort of thing. So yeah, definitely go check mm-hmm. those out. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. So okay, well yeah, that wraps up this edition of the Quack Report. We'll be back on Sunday to talk about uh, some more Ducks games, more Ducks news, all that fun stuff. And oh no, Monday. Sorry, I always mess this up. I did it every <laughs> single time last. You and I'll be I'm back sure. on Sunday. Sorry. You'll yes. hear. Everybody else will hear from us on Monday. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we will post the video um, on YouTube so that you can watch it same time as the episode goes live on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which is uh, midnight Pacific time. So if you happen to be up that late and you just can't wait to get your ducks fill in there, then it, it's it'll be out short around midnight or shortly after on your podcast whenever it refreshes the feed. But um, yes, not Sunday. You can check us out on Monday. <laughs> But we will be talking about it Sunday. So I'm, I'm going to try so hard this season to to do that as little as possible to mess that up. All right. So my goal is to not talk about the defense sucking so much. Your goal is to not suck on the Sunday. It's Monday thing. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. The, I the like issues it. that we used to do our live episodes. <laughs> we used to do the live episodes Sundays. So like I would actually we say Sundays. Them. Yeah. And then we, we moved, moved them to Wednesdays. Wednesdays. So now in my mind, it's still I'm used to saying we'll see you Sunday. Yeah, but that's it's just what I did, <laughs> but now it's no Monday, Monday. So, and I just I haven't. It's been two seasons since we've done <laughs> Sunday live episodes, and I just can't shake it. So, yes, we'll be back Monday with another episode that you can get wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you're watching or listening to this one right now. It'll be out on Monday and Tuesday for you to yeah. listen to it if you're a Tuesday listener. So, not the same episode, a new one, brand new, brand yeah. new. Yeah, exactly. Updated and, content. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't think you can remember that, give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram um, or YouTube or Twitch at Quack Report Pod because we post everything there. Post game updates. We post episode updates. We post memes. We post lots of stuff. And uh, Nate, where can people follow you as well? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tate Nomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah, remember, tell them how bad his jersey is. And myself, at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. See you later.